This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. When personal investments exceed personal goals and the retirement fund is bigger than your retirement dreams is when you know you're ready for prime time. Welcome to Primetime Money on Zoomer Radio with Richard Infantino, Senior Investment Advisor with RBC Wealth Management. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Canada's only money show dedicated to those of you 50-plus in your overall investment tax and estate planning and your direct link to all of North America's top money managers with the best ideas on how you can grow your money. We've been saying that on Primetime Money since 1992. That's right, 30 years since we started the program. Each week, you're going to hear from our special guests, and they're going to give us a look into the stock and bond markets, how they're performing, and what sectors we should focus on. And also joining us, we'll have estate lawyers who will go over will planning, probate, powers of attorney and family law, and uh, accountants that will help us with tax planning and the strategies that you need to reduce the taxes that you pay. All in all, a show with full wealth management. Each week, we're also going to have the rapid fire rounds, and that's going to be a session where we answer all your questions. And the best part of the show, I'll have special reports for you that we'll send out to you every week. And, of course, on this show, they're at no cost. So get your paper and pencils ready and take down this phone number. It's 1-866-891-2637. That's 1-866-891-2637. Anything that you need or any questions that you want to ask, that's the number to dial. And Dominique will answer it, and she'll take your name and email address and send you out the reports or any of the information that you need or to register for our seminars. one 891 2637. And we have a great show planned for you today. Dennis Talifer is a portfolio manager with Caldwell Investment Management Limited, is going to join us to talk about dividend growers. And Nurjan Kanagasingham, he's a vice president of CI Investments, is going to join us to talk about covered calls, a very interesting area. But first, the Canadian federal budget was released on Thursday, and it was the first budget since the 2021 election. And many of us in the financial industry we're really eager to hear if the government was going to change the capital gains inclusion rate from 50% to a higher rate. Were they going to tax your principal residence? And will the banks be subjected to tax? There was also potential for high net worth individuals, landlords with a surtax, for home buyers, an anti-flipping tax, for working seniors, a career extension for a tax credit, for caregivers, a new refundable tax credit. And for workers in the construction trade, a labor mobility tax credit for travel. At RBC, we put together the 2022 Federal Budget Guide Booklet that'll give you a full summary of the budget's key objectives, the takeaways, and the impact on you, including personal and corporate tax proposals, tax measures as Canadians emerge from the pandemic, tax, retirement, and estate planning strategies to navigate a post-budget, post-pandemic environment. And of course, on our show, the 2022 Federal Budget Summary is 10 pages packed with information, and it's free for the asking. Just call Dominique now, or you can call her right after the show at 1-866-891-2637. That's 1-866-891-2637 for the free 2022 federal tax budget summary. Okay, our next complimentary workshop will be via WebEx now, and it's going to be held on April 27th at 11 o'clock, and it's going to be talking about uh, estate planning uh, with our senior trust advisor, Allison Pang. So during this session, here's what you're going to learn. We're going to talk about preserving money for your family and charitable causes, 
properly structured wills, trusts, and powers of attorney, protecting your assets. And one important area that's uh, trouble for a lot of people is choosing the right option for your executor. In order to register for the upcoming workshop, just call Dominique again at that same number, one 891 2637 and register for the seminar if you're interested at all in learning more about estate planning. So that's um, going to be on April the 27th, and it starts at 11 a.m., and it's via WebEx, so it's a virtual meeting. So hopefully um, give Dominic a call, and you can register for that uh, particular workshop that we're having. You know, as the stock market continues to bounce wildly, there is one place that you can stick with and find shelter, and that's dividends. Stay right there. And we're going to talk with Dennis Talifer, a portfolio manager with Caldwell Investment Management, who will share his strategy that he's using today. I'm Richard Infantino, and you're listening to Primetime Money. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Richard Infantino and Primetime Money. And joining us now is Dennis Talifer. We asked Dennis to come on to the show today to talk about our favorite topic and his favorite topic, dividend growers. Okay, good morning, Dennis. Thanks for joining us here today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I guess the first question is, um, you know, explain to the listeners again why dividend growers are so important to them. Yeah, so, so dividend-paying stocks are, have historically generated very strong performance. And in fact, as a group, they've more than doubled the return of non-dividend-paying stocks over the past 50 years. And this is attributable to two things, their strong performance in rising markets, but more importantly, it's the mitigating effect of that regular dividend payment that, uh, that's provided in declining markets. Now, dividend growers in particular offer an enhanced level of return potential since the management teams of these companies have adopted a very disciplined approach to capital allocation. And for a company to generate consistent dividend growth necessitates the ongoing growth of the underlying business and of its cash flows. So as a result, these companies offer greater total return potential than the regular dividend payers that have little to no business growth potential. Um, tell us about the fund. I know you, you use that uh, dividend growers uh, for your funds and the ones that you manage. Tell us about the fund that you manage, the Caldwell U.S. Dividend Advantage Fund and what you're doing there. Yeah, sure. So the, the Caldwell U.S. Dividend Advantage offers investors a truly unique approach to dividend investing, uh, where we combine momentum investing with fundamental analysis. Now, we're not aware of any other fund in the market that offers this or is structured in this way. Uh, the fund itself, the strategy leverages off of our highly successful, award-winning Caldwell Canadian Value Momentum strategy, but it focuses on dividend-paying stocks in the U.S. market. So the portfolio strategy really seeks to capitalize on attractive, often overlooked dividend growth stories with compelling either positive or negative price momentum, Uh, but it also looks for companies that have sustainable growth catalysts embedded in their stories. Uh, The fund itself is a high-conviction portfolio, so we target about 25 to 40 stocks. It's actively managed, and I put the emphasis on actively because the fund will have a higher turnover than your standard dividend fund. Uh, it has a very high active share. We manage the fund uh, with a total uh, return focus. And the fund offers exposure to small and mid-cap companies. It also pays a uh, monthly distribution, so it yields about 3.5% a year. And you have the additional potential for capital appreciation. Yeah, I know that this fund, like again, just for the listeners uh, there, Dennis, it uses fundamental analysis and momentum. Why did you put this combination together? Yeah, so, so as I mentioned earlier, we, we base the strategy off of a very successful award-winning fund that Caldwell has managed in Canada over 10 years. 
Uh, and what we've done is we, we've taken the core of that strategy and we've, we've anchored it or we, we've applied it to the dividend growth stocks in the U.S. market. And the fund addresses what we refer to as the sleepiness of most dividend strategies that are in the market today. Okay. And what we mean by this is dividend funds tend to adopt a, a long-term buy-and-hold approach. And if you look at the medium turnover on U.S. dividend funds over the past 10 years, it's been roughly around 40%. We actually saw the median turnover across U.S. dividend funds decrease in 2020, and this was, um, you know, this was basically at the the peak of COVID or at the uh, during the outbreak, when the number of U.S. companies that cut or suspended distributions dramatically increased. So we believe there's a real untapped opportunity to add value in this space. We're not only uh, targeting high-quality dividend stocks for investments. But we also seek to capitalize on, on valuation opportunities. We look to add alpha by actively trading in these uh, types of markets. So we introduced the momentum investing to uh, the dividend mandate, and we believe it's uh, fairly unique. And it really makes the fund a, like a real good complement to your standard dividend and income holdings in most investment portfolios. Yeah, that's interesting because you think about it, if you're just sitting there holding these stocks and they're cutting their dividends, and when you, you look at that long term, that's the worst place to be in dividend cutters, right? That's right. That's right. So... Um, I guess tell, just to finish off here, tell everybody about um, you know what you have there in terms of fund positions, and uh, if if you can talk about a couple of stocks that you like right now. Sure. So the um, the fund today is tilted more towards the value or the cyclical part of the market. Uh, we're underweight areas like technology, and we're overweight sectors like energy and uh, industrials. So a couple of names that I uh, would highlight are Northrop Grumman and uh, Booz Allen Hamilton. So Northrop. Uh, operates as an aerospace and defense company worldwide. It's a prime contractor on programs such as unmanned uh, systems, cybersecurity, advanced missile defense systems. We, we really like the defense industry overall. It has very high barriers to entry. Uh, companies have a good ability to pass on their higher, higher costs because the, the bulk of their customers are governments. Uh, the industry has very attractive free cash flow yields. There's very high R&D spend in the industry, but most of that is covered by the government customers. So companies end up having a lot of, uh, you know, high free uh, cash flow and very attractive return on invested capital. So over time, the industry tends to outperform the market. Now, within the industry, we like Northrop. It has the highest exposure to the Defense Department's high-priority budget spending areas. It's already won some significant contracts, and uh, we expect to see revenues from these big programs start to roll in in late 2023 and, and into 2024. Uh, so we like how the firm is positioned in the market, and we like its improving revenue growth outlook. It has a long-term track record of growing its dividends, and it's tra- trading at a slight discount to the, uh, to the market. And if you look at the current Russia-Ukraine conflict, it's really put a spotlight on, that, uh, on the global defense spending. And so we really think that we're on the cusp of seeing that increase significantly over the next several years. So the entire industry, the entire defense industry looks a lot more attractive today than it did just a few months ago. And we think uh, that within that space, Northrop is one of the better names you can own. And then the other name uh, I mentioned was uh, Booz Allen Hamilton. They're a provider of IT and consulting services to the U.S. government. About 50% of its revenues come from the different branches of the Defense Department. Uh, the other half is split between the intelligence communities and the uh, civilian agencies. Um, the company's been investing heavily in areas such as artificial intelligence and cybersecurity. It's a leader in these faster-growing areas of the global IT market. Now, the last couple of years have not been your typical years. We've seen a, a slowness at the federal level, uh, the pace of awards, procurement, the ramping up of projects. They've all been slower to materialize, and that was mainly due to office closures and disruptions due to COVID. 
Uh, but as these headwinds dissipate, we expect revenue to start to reaccelerate, and uh, the company just recently started to rehire to accelerate their hiring, and that's a really good leading indicator to revenue growth. The demand for its service, uh, services have been very strong, so the company is guiding to organic growth in the 5 to 8% range over the next few years, and they're committed to deploying 35 to $4.5 in capital towards strategic M&A. So that should drive further growth. So we really like the company. Um, it's grown its dividend at a 20% rate over the last three years. It's in a really good position to keep growing its business and to keep growing the dividend, and uh, the valuation is very reasonable. Those are two great ideas, Dennis. I know you're busy. Thanks for taking the time to uh, join us here today and continued success with the uh, Caldwell U.S. Dividend Advantage Fund. Well, thank you, Richard. All right, take care. Okay, that was Dennis Telefer. He's a portfolio manager with Caldwell Investment Management Limited. Commissions, trailing commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund investments. The distributions are not guaranteed and they may fluctuate. Please read the prospectus before you invest. Mutual funds are not guaranteed. Their values change frequently and past performance may not be repeated. This show is sponsored in part by Caldwell Investment Management. Okay, did you know that you can actually use the volatility in the market today to increase the income using covered calls? Stay right there. I'm going to be right back to explain. This is Richard Infantino and you're listening to Primetime Money. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Richard Infantino on Primetime Money, and joining us now is Nurjan Kanagassingham, who's a vice president of ETF strategy at CI Investments, and he's here to talk about how you can generate income on volatility today. Good morning, Nurjan. Thanks for uh, joining us here today. Hi, Richard. Thank you for having me on today. I guess the first question, of course, is going to be, uh, what is a covered call strategy? Sure. So a covered call strategy is an options-based income strategy. It allows investors to get targeted exposure to a basket of companies while writing call options to generate income. So how it works is you own a stock or share of a company or companies and then sell call options on those stocks to earn income. This is generally considered to be a conservative strategy for investors as they're essentially foregoing some growth upside in the event the options are called in exchange for additional income from the option premiums earned. In addition to receiving those income from the call option, Investors can also earn dividend income from the underlying stocks, both of which can serve as a cushion against potential price declines in stock prices. Now, uh, which investors should consider covered call ETFs? Sure. So, as I mentioned, with covered call strategies, they inherently forfeit some upside in exchange Mm -hmm. for current income. So, covered call strategies can really be used strategically in income-focused portfolios or tactically for investors who believe the markets are unlikely to continue to rise or expect the sideways markets. So when you take a look at income-oriented portfolios, cover call strategies can play a particularly important role in the current market environment that we're in right now, where income is hard to find. With yields around the world at historic lows, traditional income-generating investments like bonds are falling short investors' needs. Cover call strategies can produce high income while potentially diversifying the sources of risk in a portfolio. And from a tactical perspective, there's also use cases for covered call strategies in a tactical portfolio for, by providing you targeted exposure to certain segments of the market, like, say, healthcare or technology, for example, while turning the increased volatility we're seeing in the market into higher option premiums, which can help boost overall total returns. Now, in the introduction, I talked about, um, you know, volatile times. So what's the advantage of using the strategy, especially in, you know, times like now that are very volatile? Sure. And I think 
it's very topical time right now. Like certain market environments really suit cover cost strategies more than the others. And we're arguably in that environment right now. When you take a look at a strong bull market, a cover cost strategy is likely to underperform the broader market as investors are forfeiting upside in an upward trending market. However, however, when you take a look at a flat or bear market, these are actually ideal times to consider covered call strategies. Generally, market volatility increases during these periods. And amongst other things, one important factor for option premiums is volatility. When volatility in markets rise, generally option premiums will rise as well and your corresponding income will rise. So when you take a look at a flat market, the investor will likely outperform as markets are generally going nowhere. But the investors get to keep the premium from selling those call options. When you look at a bear market or a declining market, the investor will likely, again, outperform the broader market as they get to keep the income, the premium received from selling the call options, which can help offset some of the stock declines. When you take a look at this current market environment where volatility is higher than average and markets are choppy, cover cost strategies present an attractive option and we've really seen investors flock to these strategies over the past six to 12 months. Yeah, for sure. Um, like what cover call ETFs does CI offer? And I know they have them in different segments of the market. Yeah, so we've talked about some of the benefits of cover call strategies. But for individual investors to implement the strategy, it could be quite time consuming to manage an option book. So CI cover call ETFs really offer you investors a convenient way to access professionally managed cover call strategies. And our cover call strategy basically provides you equal weighted portfolio of companies which seek to provide diversified and balanced exposure to a targeted sector or segment of the market like energy or technology sector. We then write monthly at-the-money call options on approximately 25% of the portfolio. And with any cover call strategy, whether it's CI or elsewhere, it's important to balance yield enhancement with the compound effects of long-term growth. So for us, by only writing on 25% of the portfolio, we find this to be the sweet spot where we allow investors to participate in most of the capital appreciation potential. So we find that when anyone's investing in sectors, they're generally bullish on that sector. So we don't want to cap that upside completely, but you're still able to generate regular attractive income stream from the option premiums earned and any dividend income from the underlying stock. So we offer six covered call ETFs that provide exposure to various segments, including technology companies, energy companies, the big six Canadian banks, life codes, healthcare, and gold miners, essentially providing exposure to these segments with the cover call overlay to generate additional income. Well, that's great, Nerdjan. Thanks for uh, taking the time to join us and uh, giving us a great explanation of the covered calls. And um, continued success with your ETF strategies there at CI Funds. Thank you so much, Richard. Okay, you take care. Okay, that was uh, Narujan Kanagasingham. He's the Vice President of ETF Strategies at CI Investments. This segment of Primetime Money with Richard Infantino has been paid for in part by CI Global Asset Management. The CI exchange-traded funds are managed by CI Global Asset Management. CI Global Asset Management is a registered business name of CI Investments, Inc. CI Global Asset Management commentary is intended for informational purposes only. It does not constitute investment advice or an endorsement or a recommendation of any entity or security discussed and provided by CI Global Asset Management. Commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with this investment in exchange-traded funds. 
You'll usually pay a brokerage fee to the dealer if you purchase or sell units of an ETF on a recognized Canadian exchanges. If the units are purchased or sold on Canadian exchanges, investors pay more than the current net asset value when buying the units of an ETF and may receive less than the current net asset value when selling them. Please read the prospectus before you invest. Important information about exchange-traded funds is contained in the prospectus. The indicated rates of return are historical, annual compounded total returns, net of fees, and expenses payable by the fund, except for figures of one year or less which are simple total returns, including changes in security value and reinvestment of all dividends distributions and do not take into account sales, redemption, distribution, or optional changes or income taxes payable by a security holder that would have reduced the returns. ETFs are not guaranteed. Their values change frequently and past performance may not be repeated. This show is sponsored in part by CI Investments. Okay, it's time for... For the Rapid Fire Round where Richard answers all of your financial questions. Okay, we had two great guests. We only have time for uh, one question here today, and it comes from Jim in Mississauga who asks, Richard, can you explain what value investing is? Actually, that's a great question, Jim, because right now is a good time to be looking for underpriced companies, and that's what value investing is. You're looking for underpriced companies. It's like going to a a garage sale, and say you find a piece of art and it's worth $200, And then later on, it's worth thousands of dollars. So more or less what you're doing is you're trying to buy investments on sale. It very well could be uh, high-performing companies that are falling in hard times, and it's undervalued at the moment. But it's improving, and the outlook is positive. But the thing to remember, value investing takes time because you've dug something out that's of value, and you have to let it uh, mature so that it can prove what the true value is. I usually say when uh, I'm doing my seminars, you're trying to... Buy a toonie for a loony. Okay. Now, that's all the time that we have for today. It went by so fast. So join us next week, and we're going to be talking about the healthcare industry. It actually does well during inflationary times, unlike other sectors. So we're going to talk about things like medical devices, managed care, pharmaceuticals, biotechnology, and a lot more. And we're going to have an extended version of the Rapid Fire Round. So if you have questions, don't hesitate to call Dominique at one 891 26 37. Remember, follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and our podcasts are on Odyssey, Apple Music, and Spotify. See you next week. I'm Richard Infantino, and this is Primetime Money. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.